hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. New year, new start, new ideas. Why not? It's always a good day. And today is a really, really good day. I hope that everyone's holiday season was good. Funny word. I hope you get got from it what you needed. And I hope your ass is on fire to start this new time. Doesn't matter what the calendar says, even though January does there to give us a little extra push. Don't let that fool you. Any day is a good day to start. Today, I am very, very, very happy. We are speaking with Jenna Spencer. So interesting story. And she is the daughter of a Mary Kay senior sales director. And as the mother of two daughters, and as someone who has always been I'll say never satisfied, entrepreneurial, whatever, in the addition of also usually always doing a nine to five. I won't discount that I do have a prince also, but I think it's really important as mothers that they see what you do. They watch what you do and don't think they don't because they do. And I'm curious about that part, but that's not that's not why Jenna's here. Stop. Okay. She is the founder and visionary of Assist Pro, a multi-million dollar, I will say that again. Now, you heard the word founder, multi-million dollar company providing clients across the country with virtual executive assistance. So VAs, maybe you're familiar with them, maybe you're not. We are moving into this age of, obviously, we're here in remote Digital, digital, digital. It's you and your phone and your internet provider. So there is so much more. I want her to really talk about it. And we will talk about how she became the founder of this company at a time way, way ahead of the curve. So with that, I say thank you for being with us and welcome, Jenna. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Okay. So I always start with, you know, it's your story. Tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. 
Oh, well, I like loaded. To talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so, You're, you came to the right place. <laughs> yeah. So going all the way back to my entrepreneurial mother, who mm-hmm. she called me her free car baby because mm-hmm. she wanted to work but be available for her children as well. And so I was a Mary Kay baby. I was raised around, you know, the pink world and, you know, just so much appreciation for Mary Kay, because as I've grown older, really realizing the entrepreneurial way maker for women that she was in her time, she really Mm -hmm. catapulted, you know, entrepreneurship for women way ahead of her time. So I was homeschooled. I had a very independent way of thinking. You know, I realized now that I was an entrepreneur very young. I was selling Christmas ornaments that I painted. I had Mm -hmm. lip stands on the side of the road. But as I became an adult, you know, I thought I need to go to college. I need to enter the corporate world. I need to climb the corporate ladder. And once I check all the boxes of PTO and 401k and all those things, that in my mind would be success. And I'm not really sure where I picked that up along Mm -hmm. the way. It might've been just me being young and thinking, wow, this is too much freedom. Maybe I need more of a container. Mm. And I felt like a fish out of water in the corporate world. And so even though I was growing and doing all the things, once I had my own children and I was pregnant with my third little baby, I was miserable. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't really what I want. I don't want to drop my children off somewhere and, you know, do this rat race. And, you know, the corporate ladder was very successful and I did enjoy what it provided for me. But I realized in that moment that that wasn't the full picture that I wanted for myself. And so, you know, for 13 years ago now, I started looking for jobs anywhere and everywhere online and looking for work from home positions when work from home was not an everyday term. (laughs) And I started way ahead, way ahead of your time for sure. Yeah, that that was when it was a route like Mary Kay Mm -hmm. or insurance sales or cold calling from home. Those were really the main opportunities. But being, you know, as persistent or hard headed as some people will say that I am, I was determined to find something from home and I started applying for jobs all over the place through Craigslist, even in metro areas Mm -hmm. away from me. And I found a work from home position to two amazing entrepreneurs and business coaches as their executive assistant working from home for 15 hours a week. And my husband was so incredibly supportive. I walked away from, you know, that corporate path and Lo and behold, six months later, they said, Jenna, our colleagues in our industry are asking where they can get a Jenna. And we need assistants that are trained on this process that we do. I was standing in the kitchen with my husband one night and I said, I have to do this because other women could have this freedom and this joy that I have found. I can't not do it. And so in that moment, I decided to start my business and they have been amazing mentors to me every step of the way. Ah, God, I love that story. I So who doesn't love this story? You know what I find interesting? We all, so many people who have been on the other side of my Zoom screen, I get interested in finding and wanting to know other people's story because a lot of us walk the similar path. We check the box. Mm-hmm. We check, 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 check. And, and 
what you said was really interesting. It's not as though that was modeled for you. Correct. On the opposite, you know, uh, so disclaimer, growing up, I think even before there was Mary Kay, my mother sold fuller brush. And I remember this brown case of brushes and kitchen items and such. So I guess that was a thing. Um, I'll say in the very, very late in the late 60s or early 70s. And then when I stayed home and I walked away from I was working full time when I was in high school, I went to school at night. I went full time right after graduation. I, I worked my way up and at 23, walked away from a really good position mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted to, I was pregnant and I wanted to raise, you know, I wanted to stay home and, and raise my child. Yeah. Uh, so I stumbled into Tupperware. Yes. Vanna White, who knew this rainbow tumbler and uh, yes, had the uh, minivan. At the time, my first car was a station wagon and I was happy for that because it was free. But after that, had every minivan probably for the next six years. I had wow. two kids in the minivans and then at that point went back to went back to work. But it was it just served its purpose. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I, getting back to we check the box. We checked, we, we went to college, we got the job. Okay, let's go. Let's climb up that ladder. Let's, let's get closer to adulting. Let's get closer (laughs) to supposta. And then interesting that you're like, yeah. And it takes, it really takes a set of balls to be, hmm, let me, because it's it's the security, it's mm-hmm. the safety, it's the mm-hmm. uh, you know you live you, your lifestyle increases as your yes. your income increases. It's it's that very funny. Some people are really really good, but the majority of oh okay okay okay, and yes. then you find yourself stuck. Mm-hmm. But you just knew, you know, the staying home at that time was more important. And, but again, so ahead of the curve, like here you are Craigslisting <laughs> when, when yeah. now we, you know, you know what, you know, at the time. Yes. Uh, yes. And everything on there was either cold calling, mm-hmm. uh, addressing envelopes. Oh, Believe yes. me, I, I was on there, <laughs> you know, and, or commission based multi, multi-level marketing uh, companies and mm-hmm. such. So uh, you know, and I don't even want to say stumble. I mean, it was obviously part of your design that you find these mentors that have this system that they teach you. Yes. So uh, in the entrepreneurial world, it is growing very quickly, but it's called EOS, mm-hmm. the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Okay. And uh, there's a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. Multi, they've sold millions of copies. And anyway, it is a process that you implement into your business to help you get what you want from your business. So it's a set of tools and a set of practices that you adopt to help you stay laser focused and to get traction in your business. 
And at the time, EOS was fairly new. And I want to say there were less than maybe 100 coaches. So you can implement this into your business by yourself with the free tools out there. But there are also coaches that you can hire to help you run this in your business. And those coaches were two of the gentlemen that I supported. And so now EOS is growing and there's almost 800 of these coaches now in their community. And it's been, you know, it was completely God driven that I got that opportunity. I was able to support them, but then also being able to create a business that supports their community alongside of their growth and just continually being blessed with great relationships and opportunities. Mm -hmm. It's been a wild and very exciting ride. So so you start with the, say, you say, I'm going to do this. You're like, yes. And again, that's where the daughter comes into play of you saw the opportunity and maybe, you, yes. you, you know, in growing up in it, you didn't, you realize, you didn't even realize the level of wonderful, generous, special time that your mother was in that Mary Kay really encompassed. And again, you know, this was at such a time where we didn't have a presence. We didn't have a voice. We didn't have options. Very and true. then to give a woman the opportunity to have no glass ceiling, you mm -hmm. work as hard, you sell as many lipsticks as you want and you will get rewarded that's right. What in the world was that? <laughs> so I think you had it's it's great that you just had that little foundation tucked away. It's it and then you remembered. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So you say, let me find virtual assistance. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. So talk talk about like a, a general role of virtual assistance and interesting how that job description and that job title has become extremely prevalent in, I would say, the last three years? Yeah, it really has. So as far as getting started, you mm -hmm. know, it was really interesting to talk to people about being a virtual assistant nine, 10 years ago, because it was, what is that? Mm. What, what do you mean? How does that work? So there was a lot of education on what that means. And so from day one, I literally adopted the mindset and the speaking about it as you are an executive assistant, you are someone's right hand, helping them to live life and run their business. You just happen to not be in the office. And so I built my business on the mindset and really the game. We played a game with all of our assistants. How long will it take your clients, people that they interact with to ask or to realize you're not in their office, you're not in the mm. same town? And so we would see how long it would take for people to pick up on that. And it was really interesting and it was a lot of fun. And so the mindset that I would uh, tell clients about is you're still a CEO, you're still an entrepreneur if you don't go into the office. You know, you still work from home and all of that. And now we're so much farther than that because everybody works from home and we adopted that in 12 months, you know, as a, as a nation, as a world. So 
a virtual assistant is a really a sliding scale. I mean, you have everything from your offshore assistants, you know, your very fractional work. Um, you have people that just do spreadsheets or, you know, just do scheduling or calling. And then you have very specialized high level assistants that are more like online business managers. And so really identifying what you need as an entrepreneur is really important. You might need one end or the other, somewhere in the middle, a combination of a couple of different ones. But the beauty of it is that it's fractional support. So that assistant can fit you into their schedule. They can have the schedule they want. They can bring to the table what you need, but you also only have to pay for the work that's being done. And you don't have to have someone on your clock or you know, well, I might not need someone in my office from two to five, but I need someone to monitor my email all day long. So it opens up a lot of freedom and flexibility for both the entrepreneur and the assistant to be able to get and give the support that's needed at the appropriate times. Now, where Assist Pro falls on that, you know, spectrum of support is we are executive assistants. And so we are really managing communication and calendars and time. Uh, we do a lot of personal support as well. So mm-hmm. working with entrepreneurs, it's how can I help my client show up the best possible way every single day? And a lot of times as entrepreneurs, our home life, our obligations at home, we're worried about that at work. At, you know, when we're at home, we're worried about work. So having someone to really protect your time, it also protects your energy. And if you know that someone is overseeing your calendar and your communication to the point that everything has a spot, everything gets done, then we're not bouncing around like a ping pong ball or, a, you know, an arcade machine. We have we know everything's going to get done every single week. And so that is the biggest value piece that we provide to clients is you know, as entrepreneurs, we take care of a lot of people, right? We're always worried about everybody else and all the things that have to happen. And having that executive assistant as a place where you can have somebody take care of you and help you keep all the things moving that need to get, that need to keep moving. That sounds to most people, or I won't say most, to some people that may sound totally impossible. To others, it's like Nirvana, sign me up. What the hell? Like what has taken so long? So a lot of, and and again, I keep using, and I hate to keep, you know, I'm not throwing everyone into one bucket or just overgeneralizing. And I don't know why words are just not entering my brain today. So do you find that when people come to you, for I'll say the first time mm-hmm. and they think they're ready. Cause you were talking about, before I ask this question, you were talking about fractional and yes, I think in 2023 is where I've really heard it a lot of, and I actually know people who are, I know somebody that's a fractional CEO. He works for like three different companies and, yes. you know, gives them a slotted amount of, I'll say hours. Yes. So the fractional thing is really, is it because we put a name on it uh, that, that it just seems to be a little more prevalent, but that is something that if you could speak on that, because I think some people think, I, you know, you got to be all in. Well, I have a, you know, I'm already doing, I have a client, I'm already doing this work. I, you know, who else needs me for eight hours when in fact 
They only may need you for a project end of month, every other week. Yes. Tell us some some different options that I, because I know people might be at home thinking I could do this because we have the skill. Yes, absolutely. We know. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us what some of the possibilities are. Sure. So fractional is a term that is very prevalent in my world and in the communities that I'm in. So being all in is more of an emotional factor versus a time factor. So it's kind of separating those two things, being all in and being committed to a process really means that you're like, you are taking the time to identify what it is that you need. And that's really where you have to start. If you haven't had an assistant before, if you're considering getting an assistant or any type of support, just like we do when hiring our first employee or hiring somebody, what is this person going to do? More importantly, what is it that I need? What is going to bring me the most value? Now, a lot of people you might need a full-time assistant. If you need a full-time assistant, you need a full-time assistant. Um, But really identifying what it is that I need, the client, and what it is that I need to have support with is the number one key. Um, The other part of that being all in is the emotional part of that because I call it the delegation equation. And so we all probably understand that delegation is very important to achieve what we want as entrepreneurs. But in out in the world, there's still a lot of talk of, but I don't, I could do it better. You know, I don't have the right person. So having someone that you trust is absolutely necessary because when you work with an assistant or you work for that month in reporting or whatever, unless it's simply create a spreadsheet for me or create a slideshow for me to give a presentation, there's a trust level involved because a lot of times you're getting support in things that you would normally do for yourself. So you have to absolutely have someone that you trust. And there's lots of different ways to find that. But then the process of being all in is identifying what you need and committing to that. Um, On the other side of that, for someone wanting to be an assistant, you know, there are so many possibilities out there, but really identifying what is your unique ability. So what is it that you are really good at? Do you love to create spreadsheets? Do you love to do numbers? Do you want to you know, do some projects after hours at night, after your kids go to bed? Or do you want to be someone that communicates and run, runs emails and calendars and lets your client know about the moving shifts in their day? It really comes down to what you want to do and then fitting clients into that based on what they need. So if you have a client that needs end of month and some other things, it's really having that conversation to align the two of you so that there are very clear expectations and very clear roles and responsibilities and then communicating through that. So in a nutshell, from both sides, that's what's really important. It's music to my ears to hear that, you know, this possibility is there. And it's funny because I still work a nine to five and I do use, I do call her my VA. I use uh, her and to do, to get really my website. And I think Mm -hmm. another strength for anyone maybe starting out uh, or, or just in business where with technology changing the way it is, I won't even talk about my favorite AI, uh, but it's a lot 
on top of everything else, if you don't have, let's say, dedicated social social media department and, you know, hurry up and post on LinkedIn. And meanwhile, you've got these wizards out there that that's that's their that's their secret sauce. They do it, you know, with so no problem. And to really take that off your plate and Mm -hmm. or as I like to say, you know, leave it to the professionals. You're good at this stay in your power, stay in your lane. And the things that you're not that good at that obviously don't bring you joy, give it to, yes, because people love spreadsheets. People love a lot of things that, you know, we sit there and be like, oh, oh, good at the bank wreck. Don't want to do that, you know, or just, just silly stuff. Which is so funny because most times when we think about delegating something, the person who's going to delegate, we attach our own emotions Mm -hmm. to that item. So we say, oh, that takes forever. That sucks. I don't want to ask someone to do that. But on this green earth, there are people that love to do the things that you don't like to do. So it's really detaching that mindset. It's It's elevating that mindset to well, just because I don't want to give it, like, just because I don't like it doesn't mean that I should hand it off with that same emotion. Cause that's not true for who's going to take it, right. which is very interesting. And then the other thing I wanted to just comment on that you just said is AI, right? And now I can write blogs now because, you know, I'm utilizing AI, but I think the power in that is, you know, we are seeing a big shift, like in the marketing world where people are not utilizing like posting systems as much just because of the way that like they fall in the algorithms. So it's really understanding the power of utilizing AI for generation and for writing the things and making those connections, but then utilizing the human element of running that process and getting it posted and interacting with people. Because even in the marketing world, we're seeing shifts away from you know, spending tons of money on, on ads and all of that and going back to relationship-based marketing. Um, and that also includes interaction. That also includes your communities, you know, how you're interacting with people there. So understanding how an assistant can help bring the human interactive element to the power of the AI um, mm-hmm. is really interesting. We're seeing a lot of that right now. So staying on AI and I'm on Insta, probably more than I should be and and also Facebook but and I am also a student of courses student of digital marketing love to learn in the process of creating my own learning learning all about marketing which even though I did get a two-year degree a thousand years ago in marketing, never one day did I ever work in my total career. And I'm still working in marketing. So I am, you know, it's still very, very new to me in addition to the whole technology side of it. Yes. And and I'm lucky that I found some systems that are, I want to say done for you, but you still have to understand Yes. The process and there's yeah. a process and there were some steps where, you know, obviously other people in the community that I'm in, they're like, listen, I got this. If you need help, I'm like, oh, here you go, because yeah. what would take me three to five to eight to days, weeks, I don't even know, like somebody snaps the finger and they yep. did it and they enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I'm 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 very very good with that. But what I what 
delegation and emotion, I think, because some people get a little wrapped up and they wear their list of responsibilities like a cloak, like a badge. And more importantly, you know, it rain, it weighs down with some security slash insecurity that, well, if I give this up, if I'm not doing this, then what? And, and I've seen it a, a thousand times in, in again, long, long working career. And what people don't really get when they're stuck on, when they own it, like, like they mm-hmm. hold on to it for dear life, like Rose on the Titanic. And you need to teach, go on, teach someone else. You never want to be the sole, you know, the only person who knows how to do that. But it just it just gives you more room and more space to learn more, to learn new. And yeah, just hand it off, teach, you know, teach and train, get you. Systems are there for a reason. Got it. But, you know, imagine like just the I'll say, and it's not joy and happiness when you're first learning something new because you don't know it. So (laughs) it's, you know, and again, I'm speaking from things. I'm still just learning this. I'm like, hmm. Yes. (laughs) But I also do remember, and I think there's no coincidence in my timing, like where I am in this point in my life. Um, I have a 15-month-old grandson. So remembering, now we, we have kids, mine are now adulting, but remembering how new everything is to the newborn, to the newborn, now to the toddler, now to the, you know, soon will be to the little boy, the child, et cetera. And it just really resonates with me that everything is learned. Yes. You know, he didn't come out walking, talking, nothing. He didn't didn't do any of that. And, and still the talking, he hasn't really quite mastered yet. Okay. So, yeah. you know, we're, you know, we get Elmo on occasion and that's good, but we just don't give ourselves the grace or the space and the opportunity to say, I may suck at this. Mm-hmm. And so we'll practice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are lifelong learners, right? Mm-hmm. They they want to learn, they want to grow. And so one of my clients, you know, he had told me when I was starting the company about delegation, you know, to the degree that you can delegate, that is the degree to which you can grow yourself Mm. and your company. And so thinking about your joy and joy Mm -hmm. here, what are the things that really bring you joy that you would love to do for your business? You would love to spend your time doing because the people that surround us that want to help us on our journey, they don't want to be with us if we're not doing what we want to do. If we're wearing those badges of honor, like this is so hard. And so it's really embracing that delegation provides freedom for not just you, but also the people around you supporting you on your journey. And there's another um, thought process that I love. You're talking about your, your grandson and with learning how to walk. A lot of times when we make a mistake, we have this perfectionist mindset. We're like, well, why can't mm-hmm. because it just mm-hmm. didn't work. And I tried it, didn't work. Let me just move on and keep doing what mm-hmm. I'm doing because it's easier right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when a baby's learning to walk and they take one step, what do we say? 
you took your first step. Oh my gosh, yes. this is so awesome. And they bump around and they walk, but they have this big toothless grin on their face and they're so happy, you know, and we're just pushing them on and, you know, getting like, put the remote out there, put mom's cell phone mm-hmm. out there, you know, mm-hmm. the baby's going to crawl and walk. And so it's really that same mindset for ourselves. So what can you put out in front of you? That's like, if I could master just delegating one thing off my plate, that's going to give me the most time back. What's something that I can do for myself in my business? What's, you know, do I want to go out to dinner? What's something that motivates myself that I can work towards because it does get easier. And that's where delegation is really a practice. Because as you grow and as you achieve more and as you're doing new things because you're an entrepreneur, now you can think and do, you are then needing to delegate even more. So the longer you wait to delegate, the the harder it's going to be, you know? Mm. So there's just so much packed in there about that that I get really passionate about. (laughs) I I get it. And and I'm I'm, I'm on the same bus as you for sure. Uh, Now, let's just touch back on. AI. So AI. Yeah. So you've got this marketing and and what's in my head is just, you know, everything that we see on social on social media. But in business, AI, I use ChatGPT uh at work. It's it is a great generator. It's yeah. a great thought starter. Yes. And and you can really the more you do use it, the more you can, I find that you can really train it so that it knows kind of how I think. And if I say, you know, like speak like I do, like a little snarky, a little, you know, this is the audience I want to reach, et cetera. And it, not on the first try, yeah. not on the fifth try. Yep. It's it's a relationship. You know, <laughs> I always joke that chat GPT and I, okay, we're going for coffee again. Let's hash <laughs> this thing out. And, and, and it takes two. And so you really have to, yeah, I, I, do I want to say, you know, keep your expectation manageable? I like it low because it's only as good as what you give it, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yep. But I see that a lot of the marketing online, uh, some of it is definite, definite, you know, chat, chat bots. Yes. Um, and so AI is, you know, you can create your, re- your responses that make it sound like, as though you're talking, but to your point, you still need the personal interaction at step two. Yes. Maybe, you know, maybe you've gotten this far and depending upon what it is you're doing, if you're just doing something totally digital online, like capture an email, they want to yeah. see, you know, they want to yeah. see the download and then person has to come in and, and just give a touch. Yes. Now, if you are, you know, building AI that is predicting and providing results and all of that, absolutely, you know, let that go. I mean, we see that in Amazon when I'm shopping and I have all kinds of typos. I'm like, oh, it's going to understand what I want anyway. No big deal. Mm -hmm. But when you are in a service-based, you know, business or in a human interactive business, you know, thinking about when I go to a website and I interact with a chat bot, I might get what I need as my initial thing, but that company that takes the effort for a human to reach out to me afterwards is someone that I'm going to choose to take a next step and engage with. Mm-hmm. So it is really understanding that they are, you have to find the right 
combination of what Mm -hmm. works for you rather than just, oh, AI is great. Like you said, it is a relationship and you have to learn how to utilize it to your advantage with the other pieces of the puzzle that make a complete picture. And so AI is so amazing and wonderful and it's providing so many great things for us. At the end of the day, if you are interacting with people and you need to sell to people and, you know, we still have the human interaction, having that piece to be manual and organic and authentic, like there's a lot of power in getting it started with AI and taking it the next step to the close to whatever needs to happen with that human interaction, in my opinion, but I'm in a service Mm -hmm. business, so. So if someone is listening and... I'll just say uh, they are, they say, yeah, I've got skill. I know how to do things. And I want, I don't want to go to the office. Yeah, we're we're entering winter again. And, you know, the vid is there and everything else. And, and you know, our lives changed forever three years ago. Our thinking process changed forever three years ago. So where would someone start? If they've, if they've, I'll say they've been a lot of things, but a virtual assistant, a VA has never been one of them, but yet they know they have skill, Mm -hmm. they have knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, So where does one begin? Yes. So I'm a big proponent of Mm self-discovery. So think about what skill sets you have that would make you a great assistant or where you can utilize your expertise. Um, I also talk with a lot of moms that feel like, oh, I don't really know if I have the skills to be an assistant. And I just ask them questions like, are you the person that plans your family vacations? Do you reorganize your pantry? Do you run a tight ship? You would be a perfect assistant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So starting there, but I would say, think about what area you want to go into. Are you more technical? Are you more creative? Are you more procedural? Are you more communicative? Then find a resource to get some training. So Assist Pro has a community and that is open. We do offer training. We have an amazing community of over 145 assistants that are always talking and growing. Yes, they are really focused on their business acumen, professional development. We have Uh, monthly trainings and we have small groups and just all kinds of things that we're really ramping up within our community this year. So you can certainly join us. You can go to assistpro.com and find us there. If you're really wanting something more on the technical side, you want to do marketing or finance or any types of those things with a quick Google search, you can find some really great training resources. Um, Some people have, you know, training programs um, that are more technical and specialized. We are really on the executive assistant side. So if you have a heart of service, if you think I want to help Joe so-and-so become the greatest entrepreneur, if that is where your heart is, AssistPro is the perfect place for you. If you if you are an Excel master and you want to be all in that, you can still come join us because we need to learn about more pricing. <laughs> you can do some training for us, um, but we won't have that deep of training for you. Um, and then really think about who it is that you want to work with and then find a way to get clients. So we also do that for the people in our community. We help them find clients. We actually have clients that we bring and we provide matching for assistants and clients. 
Um, so we're really looking for that right fit. And that is the consulting piece that Assist Pro can provide. Um, and then thinking about, you know, getting advice on just your pricing and how that's going to work and what kind of availability you have. And that is another piece that we do provide is full business support on helping you identify what it is that you need and want and how to structure all of that. And we also have kind of hand-holding through that whole process while you get your first few clients until you hit a good rhythm. Um, so we are really like a launching platform essentially for people mm -hmm. that want to become assistants. And then on the other side, we do the clients launching with assistants as well. So if we could, because I didn't think about that, but I'm thinking it's an important part, pricing. Yes. Can we talk about that? I, I have no idea like how if I wanted to start, so my, uh, I'll just, my background is I'm an, I'm an HR, I'm payroll, I'm accounting, give me all that side, give me every problem, throw it my way. But I could just be a very basic support also, everybody needs to be something, but how does do I, if I was putting my services out there, yes, obviously, then I would say, you know, I charge is, I don't know. And is it regional? Like I'm in New York is um, $40 an hour or what, what does the market yield? I'm just yeah. curious because I have no idea. Yeah. It's really all across the board to okay. be honest with you. So your experience certainly needs to come into play. If mm -hmm. you are just going to be, a, a, you know, an assistant, you've never done it before, you know, generally speaking, you're going to be around $20 an hour, mm -hmm. roughly. Um, if you are HR payroll, you're in New York, um, you want clients in that area, um, you know, you're going to be much higher than that. You know, some specialized assistants are 50 $60, $70 an hour mm -hmm. for services. Mm -hmm. So it's going to come down to your experience level, your expertise or your technical skills, where you are sourcing clients. If you want to, you know, if you source a client in the middle of Missouri and you're in Manhattan, you know, are they really going to pay those prices? Price. Now, Correct. if, they, if yeah. they want somebody with that experience and in that realm and all that for that expertise. So you have to figure out who it is you're going to work with and, and how to do that. And a lot of it just comes down to negotiation. And so you're, as you're building your book of clients, it is uncommon that you would find one client to fill all of your time because that would just be a W2 position, right? Mm -hmm. So as mm -hmm. you're building your book of clients, as your experience grows, then your pricing increases with that. So where you start and how you take on future clients is how you're going to build to that. So really understanding, there's a couple of different ways too. The other would just be reverse engineering how much money you want to make. So mm -hmm. if you want to make $80,000 a year or you want to make six figures a year, how much is that per month? How much would that break down to five clients, to two clients? You know, what is that going to look like? And then what skills do you need to have to build you into that? And it can be that easy. Reverse engineering. I yeah, like it. Really? What, what's the end? What do we want out of this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then and then just do some simple math. 
So what are your thoughts on the upcoming year? Like, are there any trends that you're seeing? Do you think this is an industry? Obviously, you're in business 13 years. You came in and probably, you know, you had to have been in the top Google search because there was no searching for the positions of, of VA at the time. And now... The field's getting a little crowded. It is. It's changing. It's getting crowded. But what do you see uh, coming up in 2024? Do you still see the hybrid type uh, workplace? Do you see everyone going back to the office or a little bit of both? Um, Depending on which arena we're talking about, right? If we're talking about Fortune 500 companies or if we're talking about the entrepreneurial space, which is, you know, kind of where I'll just speak to because that's the arena that Mm -hmm. I'm in. Going back back to how things were will never happen, in my opinion, because we have evolved too much as human beings. I think that a blessing that came out of COVID was for a lot of double income families to realize that they could make it if, when, with single income and actually be more available for their families and just do things differently, which I think was a was a blessing that came mm-hmm. out of that. Mm-hmm. So going back to the way things were, I don't think that'll ever happen. I do see it really continuing. I do see a lot more W-2 work from home positions starting with just benefits and things like that. So Mm -hmm. see if I can explain this. Well, it's in my head well, but sometimes the words don't come out how they're happening. Go ahead. You don't don't have to preface with me. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, now where I think it's going to be more about communities and it's going to be more about training and it's going to be less about just utilizing a service through someone, but have, again, kind of like AI, using a a resource, a thought leader for the first step and then taking it yourself the rest of the way. I think we're going to see more of that. So specifically in the virtual assistant arena, I think we will see more communities. I think we'll see more training. I think we will see more bringing people together and helping those assistants to work on their own. So working with an industry like in just the virtual assistant industry, it's an hourly rate and it's overhead, but people are spending their money a lot more wisely now. And so should you really continue to pay overhead for a long period of time? You know, I I don't necessarily agree with that. So I think that's what we'll see. I think we will continue to see more independent VAs or VAs joining groups like Assist Pro for the community and the getting matching and the training to help them grow what they want. And then we'll just be the bridge between assistant and client. That's probably, that I don't even know if that's in 2024, but I definitely mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. like a five-year You see it, you see the, yeah. you see the change uh, on the horizon. How will, is there a, an average lifespan that a VA stays with a client? Is the goal forever or is, or it, does it depend? Yeah, it really depends on who you're talking to. So, you know, there are a lot of VA firms out there that support the Googles of the world and, and mm-hmm. they do the contract work, right? Which is obviously a short-term contract. You use it for a mm-hmm. specific amount of time. Um, and there again, there's like a sliding scale of the possibilities. Um, but you do have, 
you know, all of the entrepreneurs and thought leaders out there that have had assistance for 15, 20 years. So that's an interesting and loaded question because I'm really not sure because mm-hmm. now you also have the new dynamic of people do things for five years where they don't stay with positions for 20 right. years anymore, but yeah. have people building their own independent personal business instead of building a big business with lots of employees. And that still happens, but the gig economy, like it it is just growing Mm -hmm. and booming. So in companies, I think we will always still see fractional support because that is what they need. And people that utilize just a fractional service will use it like that. Um, But I do see the assistants that are uh, building their own businesses to do it for a long time, because the longer you do it, the more expertise you get, the more money you're going to make. So it's an investment into yourself. Now your clients might transition and change. I would say, you know, we have probably 10 clients that have been with us for over eight years and they mm. are still with their assistants, you know, from that time. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs that are looking for an executive assistant, once that once that assistant knows you, they really try to keep you because it doesn't matter what business you start, what else you get into, they they still know you and can support you through that. So not a clear answer, <laughs> but that's just my thoughts. Yeah, no, that's, that's, and you know what, and that's really in any workplace, it doesn't matter if you're in, you know, in the office and or virtual because... Yeah, I you know when it clicks and when it works and and that level of trust is there, you never want that. You know, you never want the breakup to happen because yeah. everybody's being served, but you always have to make sure everybody's being served. But it is, you know, it's it's an interesting cuz it's been there. It's kind of just been on the perimeter. I, you know, like I've heard like I say VA VA Am I ever busy enough, like with the podcast? Like, do I need one? Always afraid of like, well, if I, you know, can I keep that person busy? Yeah. Um, Or is it just, you know, like I say, I have someone that I, I gather in probably every third month. I'll be like, all right, let's, you know, let's put this up. Let's put that up. Things that can I do it? Yes. Do I want to? Fuck no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Because of the amount of time that I don't have. Yeah. That I would oh. rather do things that again light me up, yeah. bring me joy. Yeah. And and whereas it's still a part of what has to happen, that should yeah. happen toward, you know, for what it is I want to achieve. Yeah. But if there are other people out there that can do it again. Uh, you know, with their hands tied behind their back, blindfolded and the pencil in their mouth, let them. Yeah. There's two like thoughts on that. So the first is actually another trend that I think will come that I didn't, I didn't mention is I do Mm -hmm. think we might see the word virtual go away Mm -hmm. uh, from assistance because I am, I'm your assistant. I can do the job from anywhere. It's really not virtual assistance anymore. Mm -hmm. So I do think we'll move kind of away from that word altogether. And then the other part is, you know, we talked earlier about reverse engineering the numbers on if you want to be an assistant, what you can make. So for entrepreneurs, it's the same thing. If you reverse engineer the numbers, how much more can you make? How much more are you capable of by making this investment in this person? So if you're already not good at it, it takes you much longer than it would take someone else. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're paying yourself whatever you would pay an assistant for way more hours 
So are you actually, so you're not making an investment, you're wasting money at that point, where if you make that investment, you free yourself up to make what you're worth over here, but you're just wasting that, that hourly amount of money every time you choose to do those things that you don't need to do. Say that from the mountaintop, like you just like, and there now I'm thinking, okay, there's a few more things that I can definitely, because at first it's like, let me learn. I'm one of these. I don't need to be the best at it, but I should know how to do it. Okay. Mm. I get it. I'll learn generally, but then I also know when there's things that my brain will automatically resist. They'll be like, "Mm, Stephanie, yeah, not today, which I can either double down and be like, okay, but again, here's my time. Yeah. Don't have a lot of it. And I protect it. And that's when I say what's more important. And to your point, and I hear I hope everybody out there hears that is it's costing you money. Yeah. You're you're you've got your business, you're you're looking to make money, and it's costing you money mm-hmm. versus hand it off, have it done, have it done a thousand times better than what you could probably put out, especially at the beginning when you're beginning to walk. Yes. Give it to the pro, give it to the marathon runner. Because if we think about, well, let me try to do this. Let me learn this, right? It puts your brain into a whole different, it Mm -hmm. takes your brain, it takes brain space to even learn that. But if you are to delegate that off, you're utilizing that, you're like, you're doing twice the work. If you're like, well, let me learn and figure it out. And then if I can't do it, I'll delegate it to someone. But then you have to learn that and then learn the delegation part. If you just go straight to learning to delegate, then you're saving brain space and brain energy as well. And leaving that to the really growth things that activate you because we Mm -hmm. think about delegation for an exchange of time. Right. But it also, when you there, it's like a waterfall effect. When you delegate off, you get the immediate time back and you probably get more time because it was going to take you longer to do it than someone else. Correct. But then you're going to get capacity and capacity is where you as the entrepreneur have the capacity to learn more that you're passionate about, which means you're going to learn it faster and be more excited about it because it's in your zone of genius. But then it's going to give you energy because you're spending time doing the things you want to do, which is going to create revenue and energy and horsepower for your business. So it's like a compounding Mm -hmm. effect Mm -hmm. that each benefit you get grows on top of the first. And you really thought you were just getting time back. So it's really, really understanding the power of it. Pound, pound, compound interest. Yeah, it's gonna. It's one of my top three words of the year: compound interest. Like we don't, we don't, we take that one for granted. Yeah. But once you once you start to hear an example, and yours was absolutely perfect, and just exactly as I was saying, thinking the same of hand it off, not in my, you know, not in my in my realm here. Oh, and then I get to instead yeah. of have to. Big yeah. difference. I yeah. get to create the next thing, and that's gonna, you know. And then I have room for all of these wonderful ideas, and I'm that much happier. Why? Because I'm not beating myself up. Because I'm not cleaning out a closet trying to procrastinate. Because, mm-hmm. because, because, because. You Love got it. the power because you get to. <laughs> this has been. So I, I'm so excited because 
I think that everyone listening to this, and again, if they find themselves like, oh, I want to do something, but what do I do? Everybody's got a talent. We all have the ability that somebody, it's not their, it's not their strength. Yep. And I would say check out Jenna's website with all of the services and such and the community that she has to get started. Thank you, Stephanie. Why not? So where are we going to find you? Where do you hang out and drive them all to you? Talk to me. Yes. Assistpro.com. There's a few different ways to connect with us on the website. You are welcome to send me a direct email. I love talking to people. Jenna at assistpro.com. Any question you have, I'm happy to send resources, ideas, all the things. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. So find me, Jenna Spencer. And I would love to connect with anyone that needs help or has questions or just wants to say, hey. Love, love. Thank you so much. This has been, I, you know, it's not, it, I never plan things out. And thankfully, because it just seems to, timing just seems to come. And this yeah. is, I think, a perfect way to start. Let's plant some seeds. Let's give it a little water. Let's see what sprouts this year. And for those that want to make a little extra on the side, that want to do things around the schedule, in addition to whatever the case, explore this avenue because it's out there. It is. And it's growing. There's people that need it and it's growing for sure. And and it's not as though, you you know, you don't have to, you know, take pictures of your feet. So there's a lot of options here. (laughs) And and there's that. So, yeah, there's always that. Thank you again. This has been this has been really oh so insightful and, and full, full of knowledge. And I just love how everything just falls. Even though at the time it seems scary, then when in reflection, it was like, oh, and there it was. And there it was when you when you don't resist. It's actually pretty cool to watch. I want to hear everybody's comments on this. And you go to that website, joyfoundhere.com. Five star review. Thank you. We are coming out. We're going to actually be pulling in a lot of reviews this year. I don't know why they say that's important. You know, those they people and the things that I just, I just appreciate you guys every week for listening. Uh, we are at almost 150 episodes in crazy, a, a lot of downloads. We've got, we've got commas in those numbers. And I just love that we can bring you great people like Jenna each and every week. So with that, here's to it. It's it's always a good day to start. Don't wait for Monday. I don't care what the calendar says. Just do it. Till next week, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.